The Atlanta Braves bullpen peaked at just the right time in 2021, helping lead them to a World Series championship and naming themselves the Night Shift. While all of those guys returned in 2022, the Night Shift took on a different look by the end of the year, but still was one of the best bullpens in all of baseball really throughout the entire season. We're going to review, review the bullpen from the 2022 season for the Braves and talk about what's next for this group, what will it look like in 2023? All that on today's episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you download download the Lockdown Sports Atlanta app on Amazon Fire and Roku devices, where you'll get this episode or this podcast as well. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback uh, that you have for the podcast. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We'll continue to bring you episodes daily throughout the week in the offseason as well. And with the World Series coming to an end by this week and this weekend, we'll get into the offseason coverage. We'll pick up a lot. I'm going to finish off these player previews here this week. And then next week, we'll really start getting back into the offseason coverage, which I know is what a lot of you want to talk about but do want to make sure we do the 2022 season justice and and look back and while we're doing that we're going to look forward as head ahead as well we've done that with all these player previews we've done today we're going to take a look at the bullpen which i think was one of the best in all of baseball pretty much from beginning to end and then we'll look at what shape the bullpen could take going forward a lot of guys key guys still coming back but bullpens are one of the things for me that are so finicky year to year. You know, everything changes as evident by, by what happened this year. Um, and let's just take a take a quick journey back through history. A year ago, uh, and a year ago today, the Atlanta Braves were celebrating as World Series championships in large part because of the night shift, because of Luke Jackson, Tyler Matzik, A.J. Minter, and Will Smith. Those four guys became the arms that Brian Snicker rode to a World Series championship. Now, they weren't perfect all of 2021. In fact, there were some serious question marks about the Braves' bullpen. I can remember doing interviews going into that World Series, and the thing that concerned me the most was the bullpen. I felt pretty good about the starting pitching, obviously the offense. The bullpen was the one thing that scared me, and they were pretty much unhittable in the postseason. And all those guys came back or were coming back in 2022. So you figured, you know, they would be key to another good run for the Atlanta Braves in the bullpen. But AA didn't stop there. And I'm glad he didn't because last offseason, he went out, and got Colin McHugh on a two year deal for $10 million, which seems like a steal at this point. And then he shocked all of us, or at least he shocked me by going out and signing Kenley Jansen to a one year, $16 million deal, was just 
kind of felt like overkill at the point with the guys the Braves had in their bullpen. But again, with the way the season played out, it ended up being so huge for him to go out and get those two bullpen arms because Luke Jackson didn't even get to throw this season. He ended up having Tommy John surgery. Tyler Matzik was not himself. He ended up having Tommy John surgery at the end of the year. Will Smith, you know, continued to regress, kind of signs of what we saw last year before he turned it on at, at the right time for the Braves, and the Braves ended up trading him. A.J. Minter was the only arm from the night shift that remained a part of this bullpen all year long and into the postseason. So just goes to show you how quickly things in the bullpen can change year to year. And while you can never really just rest in the offseason and think you already have a good bullpen, you need to be continuing to go out and acquire good arms for your bullpen. Um, I want to quickly just talk about the bullpen the Braves had to start the year because it's just interesting the names you see in a bullpen at the beginning of the year compared to an end because, like I said, it's year to year with the bullpen and it's sometimes month to month. But you think about guys like Sean Newcomb and, you know, he was in the bullpen to start the year. Darren O'Day, Tyler Thornburg. You also had Strider in the bullpen at the beginning of the year. You had Waskari Noah, Tugger Davidson, who were kind of spot starters coming out of the bullpen some at the beginning of the year. So that was pretty much your bullpen at the start of 2022. Again, looked a lot different towards the end of the season. Let's talk. Let's start with the bad. And I mentioned Newcomb. He gave up four earned runs on seven hits and four walks in five innings before getting dealt to the Chicago Cubs for Jesse Chavez, maybe one of the best trades of the year. Unfortunately for Sean, things didn't get much better in Chicago. He got DFA'd, was sent to their AAA team. I'm not exactly sure sure where Newcomb is now. If you know, let me uh, put it down in the comments section. But I do hope you know he can kind of figure out some sort of role. I do feel bad for the guy and hope that he figures it out. Andrelton Simmons, as you see, I have his card behind me over here. He's one of my favorite Braves players of all time, if not my favorite. So obviously that trade is always going to sting a little bit more for me. But I do wish the best for Sean Newcomb. But had plenty of chances and opportunities with the Braves and just could not figure it out. Tyler Thornburg had some good outings for the Braves early on. In fact, he only allowed runs in two of his nine outings, but you know, it just it was playing with fire a lot when he went out there. I mean, he was a mop-up guy. There wasn't, you knew there wasn't a long-term spot for him, but I thought he did his job early on for the Braves. Ended up having a 1.82 whip. Again, a lot of base runners. Uh, he ended up being DFA, pitched some for the Twins later in the summer as well. And then Darren O'Day, you know, he was pretty much what you would expect. I wouldn't necessarily call it a bad season for Darren O'Day, but what you come to expect from him at this point. He got injured in the middle of the year, and just honestly, when it was time for him to come back, there wasn't really a need or a spot for him on the roster. But, you know, just one of those veterans that you get going into the year to give you some depth. And again, I thought he did what he needed to do. Not necessarily was bad, just really wasn't ever going to be a, a big part of this bullpen, in my opinion. I kind of touched on this a minute ago, what happened with the night shift. Again, Will Smith traded. Luke Jackson never got his season started. Tyler Matzik, he wasn't, you look at Tyler Matzik's numbers, they're not bad. A 3.50 ERA, a 1.26 whip. You know, certainly not bad. He only allowed 26 hits and 43 in two-thirds innings, but he clearly wasn't that dominant Matzik we were used to seeing. The velocity was was down a good bit. 
and just wasn't getting those strikeouts, just wasn't that same dominant pitcher. He was still effective at times, and even towards the end of the year, I thought he was starting to work his way back into a bigger role before he got hurt again and ultimately needed Tommy John surgery. We'll talk a little bit more about him later, what the Braves do with him in arbitration this offseason. Do they tender him a contract or not? But again, Matzik numbers weren't bad, but it just you knew it wasn't that same type of guy. Uh, Luke Jackson, as I said, needed surgery, never even got to pitch this year. Mentor was the only one of the four you know, who made it to the end, and he was really, at times, the Braves' best reliever, especially early on. He pitched the most innings for the Braves this year out of the bullpen. He had 70 innings, had a 2.06 ERA, and a 0.91 whip with 94 strikeouts and just 15 walks in those 70 innings. He was truly dominant. The A.J. Mentor we've always expected out of him and what we thought he could be he has certainly turned in to that guy and is becoming one of the more dominant relievers in all of baseball then there were the new guys and Colin McHugh had some rough outings early on in the year there were a couple of games where he came on with runners on base and gave up a home run to pretty much put a game away and that's kind of what I think Braves fans were getting to know him for unfortunately Early in the year, I know I was there on opening day. He came in and gave up that three-run homer to Brandon Drury on a very cold and windy opening day and a frustrating loss on opening day to the Reds. And that is a moment that still sticks out in my mind. But on the whole, Colin McHugh was really good. And that signing ended up being a great one. He had a 2.60 ERA, a 0.94 whip, and 69 in the third inning. So really love the work from Colin McHugh. Jansen had some rough moments, that's for sure. He blew seven saves this year, had a really bad stretch in August where he blew, I think, three saves within like a, a week span. But overall, again, you know, like I talked about with McHugh, the overall numbers for Jansen were really good, a 3.38 ERA, a 1.05 whip, 85 strikeouts in 64 innings, and he still had 41 saves. So still a very good year for Kenley Jansen, but certainly there were some times there where the Braves question if he could get it done or if he could be that guy, which is why they went out and traded for Rysel Iglesias. And, you know, Jansen has the hard issues. That's always been something that we've known about him and something he has to struggle with and deal with. And I think the Braves were worried about that, worried about the blown saves he had. They went out and got Iglesias, and he ended up being the best reliever for the Braves down the stretch. He only allowed one earned run in 28 games during the regular season for the Braves and those three McHugh Jansen and Glacius paired up with mentor. They became the new night shift. I mean, towards the end of the year, you got a lead into the sixth inning. You felt like it was going to be McHugh, some combination of Iglesias and mentor in the seventh and eighth, and then Jansen to lock it down. So we still had the night shift. It was just a different version, which again, is just kind of Crazy how things can change so quickly in a bullpen from year to year. You look at some other contributors as, uh, as well that I wanted to mention. Uh, Jackson Stevens gave some big innings for the Braves this year as a bulk reliever, came on in some extra inning games and had some big moments. Finished the year with a 3.38 ERA, a 1.28 whip, and 50 and two-thirds innings. Uh, Jesse Chavez, I don't know how he does it, but he keeps doing it. He found his way back to the Braves twice this year in that trade with Sean Newcomb and then also in the trade uh, with Rysel Iglesias, the Braves shipped him to L.A. and then later got him back. And with the Braves, he had a 2.42 ERA, a 1.15 whip, and 61 strikeouts 
in 52 innings. I don't know what kind of voodoo magic he has going on with the Braves, but it has been fun to watch. We'll see if they end up bringing him back. And then Dylan Lee had a breakout season as well. I'm going to cover the rookies later in the week, and I'll talk more about Dylan Lee then. But a 2-1-3 ERA, a 0.99 whip, and 59 strikeouts in 50 and a third innings. He kind of became that lefty replacement in the bullpen with Tyler Matzik, you know, having his struggles this year. Overall stats for this Braves bullpen, they were fourth in ERA at 303, fourth in whip at 1.14, sixth in average against at 214, third in K per nine at 10.17, ninth in walk per nine at 3.16. They were first in all of baseball in saves with 55. They also had the most save opportunities with 83, just telling you how many close games the Braves played this year. They were second in holds with 114. The Rays had the most at 116, but the closest behind the Braves was the Brewers at 106. So again, a lot of close games for the Braves this year. 23rd in innings pitch, which I think is pretty noteworthy. Uh, that pretty much tells you that the Braves starters did a great job going deep in the games, regularly going six innings and not forcing Brian Snicker to use the bullpen, you know, a ton every night. Now, they're top guys. They threw a lot of innings, and I know a lot of Braves fans don't like to hear that because there's games where it seems like Snicker doesn't go to his good guys when maybe he should in a close game. But the, the best relievers for the Braves, they pitched a lot of innings, but overall bullpen didn't have to throw a ton because starters typically went deep into the game. They were 23rd in home runs allowed, so didn't give up a lot of long balls either. In my mind, this is a top five bullpen in all of baseball in 2022. Not really getting into the postseason numbers. I know they gave up some some garbage runs there. Look, the games were pretty much over by the time the bullpens came in. I mean, the only game the Braves won, I mean, the bullpen came in and shut it down. But, you know, pretty much the other other games, it was over before the bullpen really got involved. That's more on the starters than on the relievers. So, on the whole, you look at this season, again, I think the top five bullpen in all in baseball. You're watching live. Let me know. What did you think of this bullpen? Was it one of the, the best? All right, when I come back, I'm going to talk about some questions about the future of this bullpen. What do they do with Tyler Matzig? Do they bring Kenley Jansen back? Is Iglesias the closer of the future? What's the ideal bullpen right now on the roster? We'll talk about all of that next. I'm fortunate enough I get to work from home, so I don't have to worry about the pains of wearing uncomfortable dress shirts all the time. But if you are one of those and you struggle with the hassle of changing clothes for different activities, going from the office to the ballpark or out with friends, then Roan has the solution for you. The dress shirt was due for a radical reinvention and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from the commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. I don't know who gets in a full day of work and then 18 holes of golf, but more power to you. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com slash locked on and use our promo code locked on. It's time to find 
your corner office comfort. Looking to the future for this Braves bullpen, a couple of questions I think need to be asked this offseason. One, is Iglesias your closer? I think the answer is yes. I think when Antopoulos made that trade and you had Iglesias for three more years at a high price, to me, he's the closer. He was going to be the replacement for Kenley Jansen no matter what. So to me, Rysel Iglesias is the Braves' new closer, at least for next year. We'll see what happens. And then that leads to the question, do they bring Kenley Jansen back? Does Jansen want to come back? Does he want to just uh, you know, retire? As he certainly has the right to do that with his career and top 10 all-time in saves, um, possibly you know, potential Hall of Fame uh, profile already. I don't see the need to bring Kenley Jansen back, uh, especially not at the price it would probably take to get him. I think there are bigger holes to fill, bigger issues to be solved. Uh, I don't see them bringing Kenley Jansen back at this point. So do they sign anyone for, for the bullpen this offseason? I think they do. I think we see more of like a Colin McHugh type signing. Um, somebody who maybe is more of a, a middle reliever could maybe, you know, be a seventh inning guy. Um, somebody they can get, you know, for $5 million a year or less. I certainly, as I talked about at the top, Bullpens are finicky year to year. You never know who's going to show up. Dylan Lee could regress. A.J. Mentor could regress, get injured. You know, Iglesias, you know, could get injured. He is, you know, getting in his mid-30s. Um, so you never really want to relax on the bullpen. And I think Alex Anthopoulos knows that. He's learned that lesson going into years now where we just didn't have a complete bullpen. So I do think he signed somebody, but I think it's more of a smaller signing, maybe somebody for – Sixth, seventh inning role again, a column McHugh type signing. My ideal bullpen right now, with the way that the roster is, I'd have Iglesias as a closer, Mentor as a setup, uh, McHugh as a setup guy, Dylan Lee as another lefty setup guy, long relievers, Jackson Stevens, and then Kirby Yates. And that's why Alex Anthopoulos went out and signed Kirby Yates last offseason. It wasn't for 2022, it's for 2023. So there's a lot of hope that Kirby Yates gets back to the guy that he's been in the past, which is an all star. Closer, if that happens, then that's a huge boost to this bullpen. But right there, those are guys you're already pretty confident in. And again, you go into the season with those guys, and I think you feel pretty comfortable about your bullpen. But again, like I talked about at the top, you know, bullpens can change from the beginning of the year to an end, you know, from year to year. But you do feel pretty confident with those guys going into a season. I still think, you know, there's obviously room for a couple more relievers. Do you give it to one of the the young guys? Do you you know, give it to Freddie Tarnock or a Kyle Muller if they're not going to work out as starters. Do you start transitioning them to a bullpen role? You got guys like Victor Vodnik in the, the minor league level who could be pushing for a spot next year. So I think there's options internally as well. But I do think they go out and get one more veteran at least for the bullpen. And then the Tyler Matzik situation. Do they tender Tyler Matzik a contract? He's in arbitration right now. Probably will be set to make a little over $2 million. Um, I I tend to think they're not going to tender him a contract or they'll try to come to some sort of agreement, you know, maybe for a $1 million deal this year because uh, he's going to miss all of next year. And then he has one more year of arbitration left. And who knows what he looks like in 2024 coming off of Tommy John's surgery. Are he, is he going to be that guy that we've seen and that we saw in 2021, the guy we saw strike out three in a row? and strand runners on second and third against the Dodgers, or is he more of the guy that we saw in 2022 with the velocity down, somebody who's still a good pitcher, but not that dominant setup type guy 
that we're we we've come accustomed to seeing. He'll be he'll he'll be 33 during the age or during the 2024 season when he'll come back from Tommy John surgery. So again, I I tend to think either they're going to just settle at a one million dollar deal um, and kind of a you know thank you for what you've done for us type of, of contract. Uh, or they will just non-tender him and then maybe, you know, re-sign him, uh, you know, going into next year or something like that, or do something like a Kirby Yates deal that they did, you know, sign him for a low dollar amount in 2023 and then more of a, you know, three, $4 million amount in 2024. Could see them doing something like that with Tyler Matzik. I mean, for what the guy did for you, I mean, the guy gave his arm to bring you a World Series. I kind of hope the Braves, you know, keep him around and give him the opportunity to come back. You know, if he's going to fade out, he's going to fall out. I'd rather that be with the Braves than, you know, give him to to somebody else and then see that Tyler Matzik come back again. So hopefully they work that out. I'd love to see Tyler Matzik come back in some form or fashion. But either way, bullpen looks really good for 2023 already, even if no other moves are made. But again, I think something is done there. Next, I'll take some of your comments and questions, catch you up on the World Series that's going on right now. We'll do all of that next. So the Astros are trying to not make the same mistake they did at last World Series, and that's blow game four. To me, that was the pivotal game last World Series. The Braves were down in that game, and Dansby Swanson, Jorge Soler go back to back. The Braves end up taking game four. They go up three to one in the series. And, you know, while as a Braves fan, I was never going to believe it until it was over. And they Braves blew game five. I mean, hit a grand slam and then still ended up losing that game. But you just feel like if the Astros would have held on in that game four, won that game, you know, things play out the same in game five. They go back home to Houston up three to two in that series things potentially play out a lot differently. So that's why I think this game four tonight in the World Series is so big for the Astros. You win this game, you're guaranteed to go back to Houston, whether you're you know, up 3-2 or down 3-2, you still get to go back home with a chance uh, to, to come back and win it on your home field. So I think game four is a big one. <laughs> Astros currently up 5 nothing into the seventh inning. So again, unless... The Phillies got some sort of heroic effort in them like the Braves did in game four last year. It's looking like this series will go, uh, will be tied up again at two games apiece. It's been a really fun, entertaining World Series. I hate the Braves aren't in it, uh, but it has been a lot of fun to watch. Now looking at some of the questions and comments out there for those who are uh, who are live um, with me, and I do appreciate all the comments as usual. Davis Gorman says, some people are saying Atlanta should spend big on Kinley or Diaz. But would you think it better to let Rysel Iglesias close and sign guys like Taylor Rogers and Chris Martin to more cost-effective deals? That's exactly what I would do, and I think it's what the Braves will do. Look, we're going to talk about payroll and roster you know, a little bit later on, but roster's already tight. The budget is already tight, and that's not considering the Braves got to figure out something at shortstop. Um, and once they do that, they're already going to be pushing the luxury tax threshold, which the Braves have never gone over before. Uh, so I do think, I think Edwin Diaz, Kenley Jansen are out of the picture. I think if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be somebody on a, a smaller deal. Uh, but that is the way I would go. And I think that's the way the Braves will go. Uh, William Fulgham says no to Kenley. I know a lot of Braves fans weren't 
necessarily happy with Kinley because I know he had some bad games there. But overall, he was really good, and he was really good down the stretch for the Braves as well. Um, Joe Me says, I would prefer to spend that 10-plus million elsewhere. Kinley was great, but he is going to get two years, and we don't want to do that. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't bring him back for more than you know another one-year deal at, at a high AAV. But again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that either. Uh, I would save that money, spend it on the shortstop position. Um, Joe Me also says Mentor was the best reliever on the team. I think he was early in the year. Uh, then he kind of you know slid back a little bit. From start to finish, I, I definitely agree with you. Mentor was the best reliever on the team. I still think down the stretch, Iglesias was overall the best reliever. But I mean, they were they were all really good. Um, William Fulgham also says, uh, maybe bring Kyle Muller to the pen as a lefty to take Matzik's place. I've thought about that as well. I still think either way, whether the starter reliever, Kyle's just got to become more consistent and you know, really hard with the size that he is uh, being a tall, tall pitcher like that. If he can start commanding his pitches, I really still like his upside as a starter, but I do think there's an opportunity there for him to, to jump into the bullpen and be a, a good lefty reliever. But I'm not ready to give up on him as a starter yet. I think I had him ranked in like my top six overall prospects last offseason. So I'm really high on Kyle Muller being a, a middle of rotation starter. William also said, sign Jesse Chavez to a lifetime brave. I do think he's one of those guys that's going to stick around, whether, you know, he becomes part of the, the post game, you know, telecast something. I think Jesse Chavez is going to be around the Braves organization for a while. Uh, they really love his fit there. I wouldn't be surprised they bring him back again and kind of that Josh Tomlin role that he had for a while is pretty much a, a player coach out there in the bullpen. It would not shock me that the Rays bring back Jesse Chavez. He doesn't pitch well for anybody else, so it would be in his best interest to come back uh, on some type of deal. Uh, Joe Me says, I think Dylan Lee has proved he can take over Matzik's role as a high-leverage guy. I would agree with that. I think Kirby Yates is going to be a high-leverage righty. Mentor and Iglesias give us, um, sorry, you don't, two LA and two RS at the end. I'm not really sure where Joe's going with there, but I understand the Kirby Yates thing. Certainly agree with that. Uh, Muller, McHugh, and Stevens as middle relievers give us a nice mix with those other four guys. If we add a reliever, I'd like to see a power righty. And that was the thing with Iglesias, and that was one of my big needs asked at the trade deadline. I thought the Braves need to go out and get a right-handed power reliever. That's exactly what they got in Iglesias. Um, Joe Me says, give Matzik a two-year, $5 million deal, $1.5 million next year, $3.5 million in 24. Yeah, I'd be okay with something like that. Again, give him $1.5 one dollars for a year. You know he's not going to play just because of what he did for you in the World Series. I think the Braves can afford it, and I would certainly be all right if that was the move. Uh, Matt Moore from the Rangers would be a good sign in the offseason. That from William Fulgham. Haven't really looked at the free agent market yet for, for relief pitchers, but I do think, you know, something, you know, a veteran reliever on a, a four to five million dollar deal. If you got to do it over two years, um, then maybe you do something like that. But something, something similar to what they did with Colin McHugh. Uh, and here's a good one. I, I can't believe we didn't get this comment already. Joe Mixon says, so do you think we may see Kimbrell back on a cheap prove-it deal? I've had others ask about this. Um, look, I, I love Craig Kimbrell. He's one of my favorite Braves players of all time. And I think if he wanted to come back on a prove-it deal, you know, for less than $5 million, I would be all for it. I mean, I, I would jump all over that 
if Craig Kimbrell wanted to take that type of deal. It all depends on his value, how other teams value him, where he wants to go, where he thinks he's the best fit. But, I mean, to me, he's one of the best closers of all time. I mean, when he was in his prime with the Braves, he was the most dominant reliever that I think I've ever seen. So I certainly would be okay bringing Craig Kimbrell back, back on a, a prove-it deal. You get him at a, a low salary. I would be on board. I certainly wouldn't wouldn't hate the move. Um, but, you know, as bad as he was for the Dodgers, pretty much wasn't even a factor for their bullpen down the stretch, and their bullpen wasn't necessarily great. Um, certainly is some alarming signs there. And then we'll end on this one. Uh, right, right in three says, what are your thoughts on Yates down the stretch? Look, it wasn't good. But a lot of it was just mislocation, which obviously is going to be the last thing to come back. Anybody coming back from Tommy John surgery, that's typically the last thing that they regain is location. So not surprising there. I mean, it's a two picks, Mitch. It's fastball up, splitter down. He was leaving that splitter up in the plate or the zone. That fastball just didn't have a ton of life on it. So it wasn't great. My expectations for Kirby Yates in 2023 aren't necessarily high. But it's kind of similar to what we were just talking about with Craig Kimbrell. It's a guy who's been an all-star closer in the past. You get him you know, on a cheap, prove-it type of deal coming off of an injury. I know Kimbrell's not necessarily coming off of an injury, but you're giving him a chance to prove it. And that's what you're doing with Kirby Yates. If he comes back and he's anything close to that guy, you get a massive steal. If he's not, you know, it's not a ton of money, nothing that's going to kill you. It's not a long-term deal. So I'm certainly okay with it. I'm not expecting anything huge from Kirby Yates next year, but if it happens, great. And you certainly will take it. Same thing if they were to bring back Craig Kimbrell, if you get him again, less than 5 million on a one-year deal or maybe one year with an, an option and he comes back and he's great. And then, you know, it's a big win. If not, you know, it's not anything that's going to devastate the team long-term. So I certainly hope Kirby Yates finds it again and I hope he can come up, become a big piece of the bullpen, but, for me right now, I'm not necessarily counting or expecting on anything from Kirby Yates in 2023, and nothing that I saw from him down the stretch really gave me much hope. But again, the guy's coming off Tommy John surgery, you know, wasn't necessarily expecting him to come back in 2022 and be, you know, a dominant setup guy in the back of the Braves bullpen. Fortunately, he wasn't really needed, so didn't have to count on him for too much. Appreciate all the comments and questions as always for those. Uh, watching live with me and those commenting down in the YouTube section in the comment section on YouTube. Appreciate that as well. But that will do it for this episode of a Lockdown Braves podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you jumping on and listening to me every day. And like I said, conversing with me in the comments section. Really do appreciate all the support on the podcast. Where your next listen Go check out Lockdown Sports today. They're talking about the biggest stories of the day. They've got all the interactions uh, and reactions going on. Obviously, they'll be talking about the World Series. Uh, currently, 5 nothing still in the bottom of the seventh. Big game recaps and the take of the day. So make sure that you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, available just like this podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, thanks for making uh, Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. And thank you. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time.
Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 